Hello and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today I am joined by Dr. John T. Parse, clinical psychologist with a PsyD. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. John T. Parse, and uh, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me on the program. Absolutely. So you've recently put out a case study called Sheepskin Volume 1, correct? Well, not exactly. What's happened is some mysterious person going by the moniker of the Stranded Investigator is putting out my documents for some reason. Heinous. Criminal. Uh, it's illegal is what it is. Have you looked in any sort of litigation about this? Um, you know, I find myself incapable of doing that. I'm not sure where I am at the moment. Fair. What is in that collection of documents? Uh, why is this so sensitive? And uh, what should we expect from these, these leaks? Well, the privacy of the documents is very important because it is, most of it is the treatment documentation for a patient. Um, I believe my hospital had designated him as unidentified patient number 307, but he identified himself to me as Snapper. Interesting. So Snapper is one of your patients. Uh, what, if you don't mind, uh, can you go into some detail about what you were exploring with patient 307? Absolutely. Um, patient 307 was, if I recall, he was uh, quite agitated, um, very delusional, occasionally violent. And uh, his the main content of his delusions was that he believed he came from an alternate world, one that was populated with talking animals rather than human beings. It was very, very bizarre. Powerful stuff. And how far along into diagnosis and treatment of this patient had you gotten or had you completed uh, whatever work you were doing with Snapper? Getting ahead of the documentation that's been published up to this point, I uh, I believe I had pretty much consigned him to um, permanent lockdown. I believe that he was not treatable. Interesting. Now, let's go back a little bit and talk about his animal story. What did you discover there? What can we maybe connect it to in our world and our experiences? Absolutely. Well, the first round of treatment that I did with him was collected and published under the heading of Sheepskin Volume 1. And essentially that story that he told me was of his own coming of age, um, Snapper went into quite a bit of detail about that world that he lived in, 
that reflects our own in many ways. Um, he spoke of a large, oppressive corporation run mostly by pigs. Um, sheep, such as Snapper himself, were more of a laboring class. And there were the dogs, which were soldiers and enforcers. And the birds, which were more of an academic class. They did all the instruction, uh, all the philosophy, that sort of thing. Um, but the main thrust of the story, um, after Snapper loses his father, he essentially gets an opportunity to gather forces against these pigs. And he does so, but he's hindered not only by outside forces, such as, um, you know, of course, enemy pigs, but also authority figures in his own life, um, foster fathers, things like that. And, but most of all, his own, um, his own lack of confidence in himself. And really the core of the story is him growing from a helpless, frightened little child into a capable leader. Interesting. I think it's important to mention maybe, uh, some connections to other works in our world, uh, most notably uh, George Orwell, uh, and downstream from that, uh, Pink Floyd's album Animals. Are, are you seeing these connections the way that I'm seeing it? Absolutely. These these things are deeply rooted in this patient's psychology. Um, of course, as you mentioned, the the animal symbolism there is uh, is quite prevalent. Um, as well as uh, not only the Pink Floyd Animals album, but uh, others that uh, came from those same artists. The one that comes to my mind is uh, Roger Waters' solo album, Amused to Death, which also makes a lot of use of similar uh, animal symbolism in order to make statements about um, our own Western culture you know, big fan of, of that work myself. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that I'm going to go nab a leak of your, of your case study of your work, the sheepskin volume one, but, uh, I have seen a little bit of it. I'm not going to lie. I've, 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 I've read a couple, uh, segments of this first collection and I got to say I'm enthralled. I want to know more. You know, I don't want you to necessarily give away what's happening there. Uh, and, and it is unfortunate that this stuff was lifted from you and and, um, and released without without your consent. You know, what what can we expect in regards to the, the packaging of Sheepskin Volume 1? Uh, you know, you've obviously seen what's happened here and how, how do you feel about at least how they've marketed it, put it in, put it into the shelves? Honestly, the, uh, the damage is already done. The story's already been leaked. It's out there. And, uh, this stranded investigator appears to be quite desperate to locate me. Um, she seems to think that I have some lead that might help her with whatever problem she's having, but she hasn't revealed very much about herself there. Um, but my 
feeling is that more of that story will be revealed as uh, as she continues to release those documents. So um, I would think if uh, if more people, as many people as possible, were to uh, read these documents and possibly help her in any way possible, uh, that might help her story move forward as well as my own. Um, as for what's coming up, I have no problem talking about that. Um, the next part of the series that's being published is uh, more treatment of Snapper. Um, at the end of um, Volume 1, he retakes his birth name, which is Healer. That's part of his, his growing up process. Is uh, He gets away from the name that his father chose for him and uh, takes his own birth name instead. And he, in Volume 2, now that he's done his growing, it's more about him taking action against the oppressive pig society around him. Um, after that, um, I started to have much more difficulty treating this patient. Um, he began to demand that I do research into our community and I provided him with some documentation, which uh, was a story about the town that we were in, which is called Grunwald. And I believe that will be a very interesting story as well with the documents that I compiled about the history of that place. There really is a, a, a lot of world building that Snapper has done, not only conversationally, um, but it seems like there are these other elements that kind of come forward too. I, I you know, I've seen a map. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything uh, for people that might be looking for the leak. Um, but there's a lot of visual components as well. I I know that there are even some recommended set list playlists out there as well for anybody that might be reading this material. Do you want to talk about some of that, how that came up or maybe why snapper thinks those things are important in regards to the story? A lot of that was, um, I believe that much of that came about when um, there were there were initially more visual elements to this tale. Uh, I believe possibly even such media as video games, graphic novels, things like that being involved. And uh, the music, which was meant to evoke certain moods, as well as the art involved there. A lot of that was is a holdover from some earlier iterations of this story that's being told. Is Snapper's story consistent? Have you found that as he is telling you what's happening, or maybe as you kind of uh, explore things conversationally with the patient, that you are seeing it evolve or become more richly told maybe a little uh, creative license along the way. 
there's definitely a feeling that a good story is much more important than strict uh, consistency of details or adherence to a perfect timeline, if you will. My understanding is that each each volume that comes out, number one, must be an entertaining story, and then secondly, part of this ongoing series. Have you interacted with anyone that has corroborated Patient 307's stories? Has anyone come forward? As of the portion of the story that's been published, no, but that's coming. Um, my own my own increasing involvement and entanglement with uh, patient 307's tale and what comes after is I believe a, a very big part of the development of what comes next interesting and do you want to connect with this stranded publisher you know not knowing much about who she is or what it is she wants to do, I couldn't tell you whether she means me help or harm. So I believe the reader's going to have to engage with her via Substack, getting the novel version that comes out, whatever method works best for them, and um, you know, help her continue the story uh, to find out what she's up to, not only for her benefit, but also for my own. Safety is important, uh, whether it be physical or psychological. Um, are there any parts of this that we are not aware of yet that you feel are important for the folks listening to know? Anyone reading should know that um, it, it is all headed somewhere and uh, all these different elements that get laid out in the early parts of the story. Uh, you know, the, the treatment of, of snapper patient 307, as well as some allusions to different things that are going on, both things that he've said and things that I've mentioned, things that the stranded investigator has mentioned will all come into play later. And it's all heading towards one unified story in the end. And uh, that remains to be seen how that's going to go. Very into it. Dr. John T. Parse, I want to thank you for taking the time to tell us your story, uh, to let us know that these leaks are not necessarily uh, good, uh, not, they're not official, you know, these are not authorized, but at the same time, that you are making an effort to cow this into a direction that is positive, not only for the patient, but yourself and for the stranded investigator as well. Um, where can people find volume one of sheepskin? Sheepskin volume one, the first uh, story from the records of myself, Dr. John T. Parse, uh, the novel has been released on Amazon. Um, the novel's also on Gumroad. And if any of your readers would like to enter 
the code SHEEPSTACK, they can actually get that book for free in uh, EPUB or Kindle form if they so desire. Um, volume 2 is being published serially right now on Substack. Uh, I believe that's johnparse.substack.com. And as with Volume 1, uh, once the vo- once the paperback and ebook versions are released, uh, Volume 2 will go behind the paywall just as Volume 1 has. So if they want, would like to read that free in a rough draft form, that's available now as well. Very good. Thank you for joining me. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk again before too long. Thank you very much. Again, I appreciate you having me on.